Welcome. I'm sorry if that was super loud, ladies and gentlemen. We're experimenting today for episode 17. And here we are. Welcome. Episode 17, staycurious.org, podcast underway. Experimental show. So hopefully that audio didn't blow your eardrums out because mine are bleeding inside the eardrums and inside the earphones. So if you hear or see the red, uh, it's ear period, I guess. So cheers and welcome. My name is Hakey, if you did not know. Uh, let me spell that out for you while you guess how to spell it. Uh, that's H-E-I-K-K-I for you, a listener. Anyways, episode 17 here, experimental show underway here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, thank you to Mr. Gnome for the uh, intro music again. A Cleveland rock duo, married couple, Sam and Nicole, badass folks, super inspirational people to me. Uh, and that song was called Midnight Sun. That uh, debuted last year sometime, it looks like, uh, in 2020, but no no date yet. But uh, check out MrNoMusic.com if you like that banger. And uh, we'll include it on the, uh, the website here in the show notes. So uh, where do we begin with this interesting experimental show? Uh, we're doing something new. We're going to videotape it uh, as well as record it for the podcast for Spotify, Amazon, etc. But we're trying to put the video, and I think it's going to be on IGTV, maybe YouTube. I'm not sure. And I don't know if we're going to be doing this regularly or not because, to be honest with you, looking at my head, I mean, look at this big fucking melon. Not very appealing to look at. So the audio is really what we're talking about and what the, the staycurious.org podcast is. So this might be it, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy it. Laugh at it. Make a mockery. Uh, and let me know what you think at uh, the website, staycurious.org. But uh, first, first and foremost, uh, this episode is going to be about who is Stay Curious. And unfortunately, as much as I wanted to stay behind the scenes, uh, in meeting the curious people with the DMs and the, the online presence, uh, I've been asked to share a little bit more about me and kind of introduce the human behind the scenes. And I have to acquiesce, unfortunately, if I want to make this my full-time gig and, and, and build a company of, uh, you know, therapists and coaches and whatnot to kind of help help you kind of think differently and outside the box. So we're going to try to do the video, apologize for any type of audio uh, discrepancies or anything like that. And uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And I'm trying to focus on you right here, but uh, my OCD is out of out of uh, off the chains today, so I might be staring out at the river. But I'll come back. Anyways, uh, today's sponsors is uh, brought to you by StayCurious.org. That would be me and you. Uh, big up and thank you for all the contribu- contributions and the donations this past week or so, uh, in addition to the people that kind of just message and supported the project over the years. Um, it's more about the social currency right now uh, to kind of build this curious community, if you will, and kind of reach out and you know connect with you all to uh, kind of get this project up off, off the ground. And uh, I, c- I can't give enough thanks to, to you, um, whoever you are. Uh, because it's, it's it's interesting to connect with people and and hear what I take as a creative hobby that they are inspiring uh, or have been inspired. So, you know, we're going to keep doing it. And uh, when I say we, it means me, myself, because it's a one-man operation right now. And then you, whoever you are. If you get to see this, you get to listen to it, 
you stumble across a website, it does not matter. You are you, I am I, and uh, we will do it together. So thank you. Uh, in addition to what else we got here, uh, news updates, a couple of them. We have some big things underway. Uh, first and foremost, the coloring book. The first phase is here. The first pages are here, and I'm fucking excited. Look at this. Oh, yeah, that's auto. And we got GG. Ooh, look at that. This one, GG. Check out Devious Donkey Art. Uh, he's my homie, Brian Mahoney, uh, from San Diego. He did that. He let me use his artwork. And then uh, this is uh, Finley. The spelling's going to be changed to P H I N L E Y. A uh, little collaborative uh, sponsor. Uh, partner out there in Tucson, Miss Jim B. Photography. And then uh, we got Socrates, the cat. And then a little, uh, you know, kind of mandala style, all of them. So we're kind of getting the final revisions up. Uh, and th those are going to be done hopefully in the next day or two. And they're going to be exclusively available on staycurious.org. So make sure you check them out. And those are designed for everybody, not just the kids, but the adults uh, that like the color. And it actually is an inspirational project. Um, you know, kind of kind of an interesting idea how it all came about because uh, my buddy Brian, he, he he does giraffe art and, you know, at deviousdonkeyart.com or no, no dot com, just at deviousart. Wait, deviousdonkeyart. Anyways, uh, he has a little, a little boy. And, you know, with COVID here, they have to do the parenting and the, the homeschooling. So he took the idea of like doing the normal academic scholastic stuff. But when he, he Brian is a great artist. And so he and his son Jet were coloring like they were take take pieces of paper like, you know, and, and start doing doodles and scratches and, and, and sketches each. Then they swap and then they add to it. And then they swap again and they start coloring. And that interaction between parent and, and student or parent and, and kid kind of got me thinking. And that kind of this is where the, the first phase is. We got five pages here. They're going to be available online here in the next couple of days. So, you know, it's a digital download. So you'll be able to download it if you got a printer. Um, we'll try to look into kind of mailing them to you if, if you're, uh, you know, not an office depot and you don't have access to a printer. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. But that, that, that's exciting to see kind of like the concept talking to Brian, talking to these other collaborative artists and, uh, kind of getting them underway and kind of see a finished product. I just got the, the first draft of them last week or a couple of days ago. And it was exciting to kind of see like ideas kind of come into like the physical realm, if you will. So cheers to Brian, cheers to Jim B and Kelsey Backer, Backer, if I'm saying that right, who's the, uh, the artist that's doing all this stuff for me. So Thank you, and cheers. Um, what else we got here? Oh, shit, this is, this is also exciting. Uh, April 28th, if you're in the Youngstown, Ohio area, uh, I'm going to be in a fashion show, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get to see this beautiful Caucasian man in a Youngstown State University fashion show. Uh, and it's actually for a great cause. The, the fashion show is called Everybody. Uh, it's lowercase every, capital letters for body, Everybody Show. And uh, this is a great, great cause here. It's, um, you know, one of my friends here, a mutual friend of uh, Project Falcor, has a, a professor at Youngstown State University. And, you know, back in 2012, unfortunately, they lost a student to... Um, I don't know the full story. They, they lost a student that had body issues. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know the full story and kind of interviewing and they're going to be on the podcast here shortly. But, you know, they every year they put a, a fashion show on it and it's for everybody, you know, transgender, boy, girl, every shape and size. And I think it's a beautiful cause. Uh, and I asked to be in the show. Uh, I asked them to come on the show. So we're kind of getting that dialed in. So the weekend of the, the week of the 19th, they're going to be out here. A couple of students, a couple of the models and uh, Professor Jennifer Frank, she's going to be out here. So that's interesting. Uh, and that's newsworthy, I think, because, uh, you know, for me as a male, uh, you know, I don't say I have body issues or whatever, but, you know, I like to look naked and I probably have an un, unhinged kind of concept of really what that is. So I'm interested to kind of see and kind of dive in from, you know, that type of personality and kind of that type of experience and, you know, to kind of learn from from people, from having real life conversations versus just Googling everything. So everybody fashion show, August 28th. Uh, Youngstown State University. We're going to be at the Youngstown State uh, Youngstown Amphitheater. So more to come on that. Uh, check out the website, staycurious.org. We'll have news and articles and, you know, kind of share what we can via the gram and uh, everything else. Um, and what else do we got here? Oh, a quick PSA. This show is all about having fun, making you laugh, and kind of like tickle your curiosity in a good way. Um is definitely directed towards mental health, personal growth, and all of that good stuff. So all of the stuff that we have talking about here and on the show is meant to kind of help you grow. And I don't mean grow in terms of collecting experiences or collecting information externally. It means, you know, from you, uh, the personal, the, the person listening, like you, your own, you are your own little world. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's you're part of the bigger process here. So if you have a healthy involvement with yourself, uh, a healthy understanding of the types of curiosity that you go through, the types of, you know, kind of life that world that we're living in, I think we all will be better off. And so this is the idea behind the project is to kind of help foster that, help coach that. And it's not a question about one upmanship. Uh, we're all on the same playing field here, ladies and gentlemen. And that's really it for the PSA. So let's see. What else we got here? Yeah, like we, we can skip all that. We'll do more about the PSA stuff and the mental health coming up here short, shoon, shoon, soon and shortly. Um, so this episode, episode number 17, uh, interesting show because, uh, you know, who is staycurious.org? Uh, it's me. Uh, my name is Hakey and... You know, I was uh, reluctant to do this show uh, because, like I said, I, I kind of wanted to be like the Wizard of Oz in a way, like man behind the scenes and clandestine and and just kind of like be, you know, pulling the strings behind the behind the scenes. But unfortunately, y'all, your human tubes with teeth want to see at least a human. And uh, so here we are. I'm going to do my best to not fuck this up and turn you off from this project because uh, that would be a shame because I am not, <laughs> believe me, I wake up every day and see myself in the mirror and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, you again? So trust me, I'm going to try to reduce the uh, the facial footprint for you and just kind of keep the content going and hopefully we find someone to kind of host the show uh, once we get the kind of community built and the, and the resources there. So cheers to that again. So who am I? Um... Let's see. Where do we begin? 
There's no notes on this, so I'm going to kind of ad-lib it for 10 minutes and give you hopefully something to giggle about about me. Um, but who am I? Uh, my name is Hakey Ryan Talika. I was born March 26, 1979 um, in Spring, Texas. My dad uh, is Finnish. His name is Hakey Talika also, but not. I am not a junior. He has a different middle name. He was born in Helsinki, Finland. My mother was born in Liverpool, England. And I was made in Texas. So go fucking figure. And uh, it's an interesting interesting dynamic when I did the Google or the, uh, the 23andMe thing. Um, if you cannot tell, uh, I am 100% Caucasian uh, and as basically white as this shirt. So if you just see this logo, uh, this is not tattooed on me. Uh, this is just... A white t-shirt on a white dude so enjoy that and uh my dad actually came to the states about i think it was 69 years ago yesterday so kudos to the captain and uh his brother leo older brother leo and his grandparents or his parents uh they took it, it took him two weeks to uh sail from helsinki to new york city and uh you know they landed in new york city and ended up here in lake county ohio and um you know, that's their story. Uh, my dad did the, uh, the college thing and then tried to give it, gave it the old college try and then ended up, uh, enlisting in, enlisting, enlisting in the air force. And, uh, he, he did about 26 years. Uh, he retired as a captain, uh, in the United States air force. So when you hear in future podcasts, excuse me, and, uh, future shows referring to the captain, that's my old man. That's that's pops. That's dad. And uh, he he's a great man. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to have both of my parents still in my life, although they are separated. They learned that uh, they are better apart than together. So that's a big, big plus for, for the two of them. Um, dad is remarried. He married uh, uh, his wife's name is Rhonda. So if you're listening, good luck and cheers. You're welcome. And uh, Mama T is uh, the mom. Mom was born in Liverpool, England, and she is a sweetheart. Uh, when you hear Mama T, I think she was episode number three for the podcast. And uh, Mama T is a sweetheart. She is um, one of three. They came from Liverpool, England, and ended up down in Houston, Texas, in Spring, Texas, I guess. And uh, my dad and my mom met in... Um, I think Iceland, maybe. I don't know. To be honest with you, that's sad. Um, but nonetheless, they met uh, and they fornicated four times at least because I am the eldest of four. Uh, I am 42. I just turned 42 March 26. I am an Aries and an Aries one to be exact. Uh, so that is actually interesting. I do dig into the astrology. And if you're looking for any type of uh, kind of depth of astrology besides knowing your sun sign uh check out the pattern um the pattern is a great app uh you need to know your birth time and uh you can cannot kind of like get a real kind of sense of your where you are because i i do kind of think the astrology aspect is interesting it's, it's fun social currency and uh you know you you can learn a lot from it in, in, in that realm um, but yeah, so I am the eldest of four, uh, and I have a sister, Maya, who is 18 months younger than I am. She is married, uh, and based in Alexandria, DC or Alexandria, uh, Virginia. Um, she's a sweetheart also, um, growing up, she thought she was the elder 
uh, and older than I was. And it chapped her ass uh, knowing that I was. Um, she acted like she was older than I was. And she, once or twice, she did kick my ass. And I I don't fuck with that anymore. So she's a, she's, she's a genius. She's a smarty pants. Um, I, I definitely encouraged by her and uh, very proud of her. And she's married. Like I said, down in the Alexandria area, um, she has a little three-year-old daughter, uh, and she is expecting uh, in June or July. And her uh, better half, David, is a very cool guy, very smart guy, um, le- you know, legal background. He's actually uh, based in D.C. He is the bureau chief for the Sinclair Group. So when you're watching the news, he is like one of the guys up behind the scenes that is like dictating what you get to see. So conspiracy theories are not. Uh, there are those jobs uh, and there are those people out there. And I, uh, my sister is married to one of them. So if I can get this show to her to get to him, maybe we can kind of wake everybody up and tickle everybody's curiosity together. How about it, David? You down? Uh, anyway, so that's Maya. That's my sibling, Maya, uh, sister Maya. Um, then there's like a five or six year gap and I got a brother named Leo. Um, he, 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 he's a, he's a G he, he's, uh, Mr. Peepers, if you will. And, uh, he, he's, he's my dude. Um, I love my brother. He is, uh, he's, he, he's special. And, uh, he and I rap once in a while and, uh, you know, he, he's, he's got a, a girlfriend, um, and he has, he has two kids, fresh, a freshman in high school right now, Cooper, who was, uh, episode 16, um, that was from, uh, one baby mama, if you will. And then, then he got married and then he had another little OG called Carter, Carter Hakey Talika. And, uh, he, he's, he's, both of his boys are, are beautiful. Um, he's doing a great job as a dad. And then I have a sister that's like a year, I think an 18 month gap. Um, and her name is Beth or Bethann or AKA brick. And, uh, she, she, she's a, she's a trip. Uh, she also has two, two littles. Uh, her daughter, Lily was on the podcast earlier, I think episode six or seven. Uh, she's the sixth grader. Um, and then she has this little fucking meat sack Lincoln and Lincoln is like adorable. Like I wish, uh, as a single dude, I could rent him for weekends or hours at a time to just take him out because he has this long flowing hair. And he walks around like a fucking drunken monk, like all the time. Like you think like watching him like wander around and tootle around, like you think he's going to bump into stuff. And, uh, he doesn't, he, he has that kind of like sixth sense, if you will, of, uh, you know, kind of just keeping his balance and, 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 and keeping it real. So that's it. You got myself, uh, single, no kids that I know of and uh, going to keep it that way for, for at least the, the next trip around the sun or the next, uh, the next realm, uh, if possible. Um, but ladies, challenge accepted. Come on. Just kidding. Don't. Uh, I, I'm on the pill. And uh, Maya, she's got two. Leo has two. Beth has two. And uh, I'm, I'm the cool uncle. Uh, I'm cool Uncle Boo. And... Uh, Depending on what weekend you get me in, I, I, I can turn into Uncle Boo's real quick. And, uh, you know, I'm a good time, I think, for the most part. They love me. And uh, at least they tell me that to my face. And th- so that's my little tribe of people. And uh, what else we got? So that's the immediate family. Um, you know, my dad was born in Finland. Mom was born in England. 
and you know I was hatched in, in Texas and as I mentioned earlier my dad was in the US Air Force so we were born in 1979 that was like the end of the Cold War and we got to travel a lot like move to different cities and countries so by the time I was 12 you know I had been born in Texas I lived in Rome New York Panama City Beach Florida where else was that? Oh, West Germany. Fuck. I lived in West Germany from 1987 to 1990. And then my dad retired and we moved to Madison, Ohio in 1990. And what was interesting about this whole kind of transition is that growing up, I was around military bases. I was around like air, airplanes and fighters and like kind of the American war machine, but had no idea about the political context about what was going on. And so I just thought this was the norm. So I grew up with on military bases and going to school with every kind of like creed and color of, of, of people like boys, girls, minorities, like every shade of 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 of, of Caucasian to, to black to white that you could kind of get in. And so I thought this was normal. And I thought this was like really, really kind of cool. That was like my standard. Um, and like in Europe, for example, like you're, you're I was in sixth grade. And it's it's bizarre to read about it in hindsight as an adult, like to go to Europe, go to Berlin before the wall came down and walk through this city that had a fucking huge wall in between it and not knowing like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's stupid. And then feel the tension to go through Checkpoint Charlie to see like Russian, German and American like guards and realize that, oh, shit, they're going to shoot you if you don't have the right paperwork. And that was like in 89 or early 90s when I went. And then after Reagan kind of did the tear this wall down, uh, you know, we got to go to Berlin afterwards where it was a free city. And I tell you what, you don't have to know about politics at all to kind of get the sense of freedom that this 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 country and these people felt. Um, it was inspiring. Um, but as a sixth grade little asshole, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know the significance of the living history that we're going. So we took the train from where we lived in West Germany to Berlin. And, you know, my, my, my family and I are like on the stupid train and we're walking around Berlin and everyone's celebrating. And I'm just like a little asshole. Like, I don't care. I just wanted to go home and play G.I. Joe's or, you know, play like Duck Hunt or something. And my parents are like, oh, here's a chisel. Here's a hammer. Like, go hit the wall. So I'm like reluctantly like bam, 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 bam. And like hitting this stupid wall. And, you know, it was in, in hindsight, you know, I wish I had a little bit more understanding of, of the culture and kind of like history back then. But moving forward, it was cool. I mean, because I, I literally have pieces of the Berlin Wall hanging up in my my, my house I'm in my apartment right now. And, uh, you know, I, I, I give thanks to my mom and dad for kind of having that culture and, and, and kind of making those decisions and stumbling forward in life and and having that. And then so. The captain retired in 1990, and we decided to move to uh, where his family was in Lake County, Ohio, because I live in Cleveland, Ohio, which is about 45. I live in Cleveland. I personally live in Cleveland downtown right now, uh, but my folks live about 50 miles, 45 miles east of Cleveland, literally right on the lake. And that was a, an experience in itself because I remember moving uh, to the sixth grade. You know, I came into to Ohio in the sixth grade. And, you know, growing up with a diverse culture and kind of like seeing different countries and whatnot, I remember coming into the sixth grade, like the last two months of school and like walking into the fucking first day of school. And it was like, 
That's a lot of white people. That's a lot of fucking white people. I felt like I was in Children of the Corn, you know? It was like bizarre. Uh, and, you know, fast forward, I did the high school there and met beautiful people. And, you know, I have a lot of good friends here. But, you know, it, it was weird to see so many different colors and cultures growing up and thinking that was a standard and come to places that, you know, it was like you've never been on an airplane. That's weird. Uh, and not again, not to one up, but, you know, personal experience. And so we'll, we'll, we'll fast forward from then and we'll do the uh, after after college or after high school, did the, the, the two years at JUCO, uh, played baseball, was, you know, kind of played junior college baseball for a little bit, um, enjoyed that, realized that I was not going to go pro or do anything but, uh, you know, kind of waste my time and then went down to Florida for a year, fucked off. And then came back to Ohio because out-of-state tuition's a bitch, and it's really expensive for a college education if you're paying out of pocket or taking the loans out. And I ended up kind of graduating from Kent State University with a bachelor's in communication. Uh, and I say that in singular because it always kind of sounds misconstrued to people. So it was communication, the exchange of information, not just communications like PR or journalism. And uh, after Kent, I still had that kind of nomadic curiosity. So uh, I got the fuck out and I ended up in San Diego and I stayed in San Diego, California for 14 years, ladies and gentlemen. And that was the longest, longest duration uh, I've ever lived in a state or a city for that matter. And like so many other people, um, you know, moved out to San Diego without a, you know, no clue between the difference between their ass and a hole in the ground, ended up finding myself and finding a job. And, you know, I spent 13, 14 years as a uh, project manager for government contractor. Um, we did all sorts of infrastructure repair. I worked for a very family-oriented firm, and it was, like, really, really interesting to see the type of work that we did because, you know, to the layman, I, did, I was working for a painting contractor, but... In reality, we didn't paint houses. We didn't do any type of residential work. We did bridges. We did water treatment tanks. We did water tanks, sewer treatment plants. All of the stuff about like how you get water to Southern California was, you know, the the projects and the type of projects that we worked on. So I worked with the Navy. I worked with the Army Corps of Engineers and all these type of different like kind of government agencies. And kind of that's where I spent 14 years, 13 years as a project manager. So you know, that's kind of where this project, I took that skill set, that side of Legos and, you know, started tinkering around with this a few years ago. And ultimately, this is this is where I'm at. Like, I respect the trades. I respect construction. You know, I think there's, you know, kind of an undermining there in terms of, you know, being able to make a living in that type of industry. Uh, and, and working from it from the management perspective really did give me, per, you know, kind of like clarity on how important that type of work is. So, you know, we'll, we'll approach that in future shows about the importance of trades, uh, the importance of being able to work with your hand and have a physical skill set versus just kind of being a manager, if you will. Um, and we'll dive deep into that later on. Um, but, you know, I spent 14 years in San Diego, met beautiful people, uh, saw beautiful things um, and, you know, basically enjoyed it. It was it was a beautiful time there. And, uh, you know, the last few years, though, being professionally broke, even though I was making really good money, um, you know, it kind of kind of like was it, it was soul crushing because I didn't really have any type of 
you know, kind of emotional need to be there besides just having good food and being able to play golf every day. Like golf is my jam. If you did not know that, like golf is my yoga. Like that's the one thing about being in Cleveland that sucks a bag of wings is that like, I love golf and I can only play like a handful of months. Uh, and then I'm like going to top golf or like getting on Tiger Woods, like, you know, kind of video games, you know, all that other bullshit or golf simulators. But, um, you know, the last few years is really where, you know, kind of, I, I started tinkering and planning about what I wanted to do and kind of taking ownership of my life and being involved in it versus just going through the motions. And so, you know, I, I, as reluctant as I am to share about myself, this is kind of the, the, the part of the story, part of my life where I do kind of take pride in. And I, I am proud to, to kind of share this because when I turned 40 uh, a few years ago, you know, I was living in a beautiful house, renting a beautiful house. I had the life. I had the job. But, you know, that, that soul-quenching kind of enjoyment of really waking up every day and having passion and executing and, and loving my life, I was just performing it. Um, and so staycurious.org was already born. It was up in the way. It was in, in the creative side project, if you will. And, uh, you know, being into mental health, um, I've, I've seen the therapist for eight years. Uh, I, I, I definitely believe in personal health, um, you know, fitness, not just physically, but mental fitness, if you will. And so I had been tinkering around with this project for a while, but I was just over San Diego. So I made for my 40th birthday, like I said, in March. Um, I decided to move out of my house. I had every, all my family members come out, um, and some, some, some surprise guests actually for a week, uh, leading up to my birthday. So I had the last week and I had already talked to my, to my homeowner, um, about, um, you know, she, she would say she was selling the house and, you know, 13 years in San Diego. It's like, well, I, I was already working remote pre pandemic. So that was actually in my favor. And, uh, I ended up, deciding, you know, back in, uh, late 2018 that I was going to move the following year in my birthday. And, uh, so my family came out for the, for the week. And on March 27th, the last day, my mom, uh, I, I kissed mama T goodbye. And, 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 you know, I didn't really tell everybody what I was doing yet, but they had some ideas that w- what were happening. And, uh, I took my mom to the airport, dropped her off. And, uh, I spent the next three days purging my house, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I legitimately got a storage unit. I saved my golf clubs, the artwork that I enjoyed looking at, and some clothes. And I got rid of everything. You know, call it a midlife crisis, call it planning, call it whatever the fuck you need to. But uh, it was designed three months in, in prior to that. And uh, I legitimately spent three days just purging my house. I mean beds, couches, everything. Um, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, it was liberating. And on March 30th, on on March 31st, um, I walked out of that house with a five by five storage unit, uh, with my, with my, uh, my personal possessions, what I thought were, you know, what I barely needed to get by. And I had a bag of clothes, my laptop, you know, two weeks worth of clothes and a big duffel bag and, and a laptop. And I walked out of that house, locked it up with uh, really no idea where the hell I was going, except, you know, there's hotels everywhere. And uh, I ended up staying in San Diego down in this place called Point Loma um, at the the Pearl Hotel. It's this like old school, like 1970s vibe hotel. And it was dope. I spent like two weeks there, like living like in a hotel, like kind of just 
figuring out what I was going to do. And uh, I spent the rest of uh, 2019 bouncing in and out of San Diego. So from March or the end of April or you know, end of March to Christmas, I was only in San Diego, San Diego about half that time. So, you know, I came to Ohio for a little bit. Then I went back to San Diego. Then I came back to Ohio. Then I was in D.C. Then went back to San Diego. And, uh, you know, I had talked to a couple of, like, really core core friends of mine, my, my tribe of folks that I had out there. And, um, you know, uh, a beautiful couple friend of mine, Alex and Ariel, um, they had a spare, spare room in their townhouse. And they said, hey, if you're going to be bouncing back and forth, you're more than welcome to stay here. Uh, we worked out a very solid deal in terms of, you know, being able to just pay rent when I was there for that year. And, you know, that was honestly probably one of the coolest years I've ever had in my life. Because, you know, when you get to the point of, wanting to change you might have that individual desire but when you don't have people supporting it and championing for you it becomes very very difficult and uh, I was very very fortunate to have friends like that that kind of stepped up supported me not just verbally and kind of you know over the phone and via text messages but they legitimately supported me and offered and you know there's other folks that you know, along the way that kind of supported that journey, but it was an interesting year. So 2019, I was like, I'm going to spend the rest of the year, you know, plotting new cities. So I saw DC, I saw Boston, I saw Cleveland multiple times, obviously. And so the whole time I'm kind of like taking a look and like, Oh, I could do the remote thing. I can do this. I could do that. And then, uh, come November of 2019, I, uh, left Thanksgiving day. I came to Cleveland for about seven or 10, seven or eight days. Then I was in DC. And then another good friend of mine, her birthday was, uh, in mid December. So she's like, do you want to meet in, in new Orleans? And I was like, hell yeah. So I spent a couple days in new Orleans contemplating that. But as much as I love new Orleans, and if you ever been or anybody from new Orleans is listening, beautiful city culture is richer than fuck. Uh, it's filthy. Uh, by the way, so bring hand sanitizer, bring soap, uh, and bring kind of like maybe a, a backup tetanus shot if if, if you've never been. Um, but so then I did I did New Orleans, and then I came back to Ohio to kind of like wrap up the holidays. And on Christmas Day, December twenty fifth, twenty nineteen, I flew back to San Diego, um, and I was sick as shit. And this is actually an interesting story where I came back and. Uh, I had I had lunch with my friend on 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 the 24th and she she and I were talking. She's like, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling good, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm like, OK, well, good thing. We're don't just don't touch me. Don't cough on me, motherfucker. And uh, we had lunch. I leave the next day feeling like dog shit. And uh, I land in San Diego and I'm I'm like done for the count. And it turns out that like, you know, months later, I think she was like patient zero for Cleveland uh, with COVID. So I got sick. I went to the doctor urgent care like the first week of January 2020. And so obviously, you know, COVID was already kind of up and underway. But they're like, you're sick. You have flu-like symptoms, um, but we can't give you anything. So they gave me Tamiflu and all that other bullshit, and that was it. But uh, anyways, I was, I'm down for the count for a few weeks in January. And so I typically around my birthday over these last few years kind of give myself a year contract. Like that's my New Year's. That's my... You know, everybody's this new year, new me bullshit on January 1st, December 31st. Uh, and that's great. You know, if that's your calendar, you know, kind of milestone for you, that's you, boo. You do you. Uh, I personally get on 
with my birthday because it's uh, it's more special, it's more intimate. So I decided to spend forty traveling, finding new cities. I decided on Cleveland, and so I signed a year signed a year lease here in Cleveland, and was doing the rom- the nomadic thing, remote work for my company. And the plan was to be by coastal, like two weeks here, two weeks back and forth. And my company wasn't none the wiser um, because I was getting shit done and making them a lot of money. Like a lot of money. Like I worked on a uh, uh, a painting project, painting Coronado Bay Bridge. Um, that was $16.5 million to paint a third of it. And if you ever been to San Diego, if you got your Google machine in front of you, Google Coronado Bay Bridge and look at the middle of that fucker. Like we painted over 500,000 square feet. And if you look at that bridge, it's 200 feet above the water. And we got that shit done six months ahead of time. And we made, I don't know how to say this, um, a fuck ton of money, like a fuck ton. Um, It was a lot like 30% profit on ultimately what was a $20 million job uh, with change orders and all, you know, all these add-ons. And, uh, you know, we made money, but that, you know, that's another, another podcast perhaps like that job took a lot of life out of me and kind of put me in this position of where I'm at kind of, you know, reinventing myself and kind of trying to figure out what's next because, you know, as much as great as it was to have that type of job, uh, you know, it was difficult to, wake up every day, work 10, 11 hours a day, endure a job, manage 25 people, make sure they go home safe, make sure they go home to their families with all their 10 toes and 10 fingers and, you know, being able to come back to work, manage uh, a, a big project like that. You know, the bridge is basically the the backbone of San Diego's, like every type of fucking news channels. There's got San Diego Coronado Bay Bridge in the background dealing with the Coast Guard, dealing with the state, dealing with all these kind of key stakeholders, which which is tough. Um, but what is also tough is that I saw fucking three people jump off that bridge and to see someone legitimately jump off of a bridge, like seeing someone looking in the eyes and 60 feet away disappear and become a human pinata that will fuck you up. No job is worth that, unfortunately. And I understand that's part of life, but that started tinkering around in my head and kind of put these, these things in motion to, Start living on my own terms versus just for a paycheck. And, you know, more on that later. But, uh, you know, fast forward to where I was, you know, in Cleveland, I was back and forth and the pandemic was starting to get really, really gnarly. So I signed a lease in Cleveland in February of 2020, uh, was here for two weeks, came back to San Diego and then came back to Cleveland like three days before the state shut down. And that was weird because I was hesitant to travel. Italy had just shut down. You know, Coachella was postponed. South by Southwest was closed. And that was it. You know, I called my family. I'm like, look, this is this is weird. Uh, the country, the planet is getting ready to shut down. You know, do you think I should come back or do you think I should stay here? And, you know, after some debate, they, you know, I decided to come back. And it was weird. I came back. My apartment was empty as fuck. My truck was still in San Diego. And uh, three days later, my mom and I are out for, you know, on on a Sunday, fun day, trying to, like, just get a piece of furniture besides, like, bar stools in my apartment. And uh, the the governor shut the state down. And I told my mom, I was like, I told you, like, 
And that was the beginning of the fucking two-week hiatus, the two-week lockdown, you know. And here we are a year later, finally restrictions are coming up. But this past year was beyond, beyond, uh, how do you say it, Um, introspective. So many things have happened. The world shut down. I'm stuck in Cleveland in like the first 60 to 70 days of quarantine in an apartment with a stack of books, a laptop and two fucking two stools. You know, I didn't have a car. I'm walking around Cleveland like Will Smith. I am legend with a backpack and a beanie. And like, I don't even have any type of arms. Like I got a fucking butter knife. If anyone tries to like fuck with me, like I no masks yet, no mask mandates, no nothing. I know nothing about Cleveland, Ohio, except that it's been gentrified and on the up and up. And, you know, to be in a, a new city, to have the view that I have to kind of be in this new life in a way, this new chapter, you know, talk about despondency, despair, thinking, did I make the right choices? You know, you're, you're in your own world thinking, you know, did I do the right thing and facing your choices? And it was messed up. It was really tough. Um, you know, especially when I think about the last 14 years that I had in San Diego, I had a good life, you know, on paper, golf every day, beautiful city, great friends, which ironically were all from Ohio, uh, big up Damon and Eric and Andrew, Bill and Enyan and all those guys, Maddie. Um, but it was tough. It was tough. I uh, I felt like I had like spent fourteen years, fourteen years, doing a uh, this immaculate uh, etch a sketch, if you will. And the last year, I just decided to fucking shake the shit out of it and start over. You know, and Bukowski has a uh, a great poem about you know there are no leaders and like reinvent yourself, invent yourself, and reinvent yourself. And I heard that a few years ago and kind of ran with it, but it was tough. You know, I I, I had self induced this this journey, and uh, you know, fortunately, you know, I had good friends and, and family and and the mental fortitude, maybe the stubbornness to kind of keep going and, and endure. But uh, that's basically how I ended up in Cleveland. You know, here I am. Uh, a year after the pandemic and and lord knows who who else has endured such challenges and hardships and i'm very humbled to have the resources and the support to kind of like be in the situation it is tough still being in a new city you know it's like kind of coming out of being grounded like you're like oh shit i can i can i go do this um and it it's it's still new to me and it's it's weird being here in cleveland because uh, as much love as I got for Cleveland, you know, there, there's this parochial view here where, you know, everybody assumes that you're from here. So they speak to you when I ask, well, where is that? Have you been here? They automatically <laughs> assume that you know where the landmarks is, the landmarks are. And it's like, I might as well be in Boston. I might as well be in Philadelphia. Like I'm Googling everything, like just to fucking go down and get like happy hour. Like I have to like use Google maps. Um, and so, yeah, that that's that's it. That that's me in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, there's more there, uh, but that's my journey to to here, and you know, that's it. I I, I mean, there's there's more to it. Uh, it's been a great journey this past year, and I'm gonna start writing hopefully and kind of sharing with y'all uh, on on the podcast and and kind of blogging in in the curious chronicles of of my journey. And, and sharing that, because um, it does take a special 
person and a, a, a dedication to keep going. Uh, it's very easy to perform your own life and kind of like just go through the motions. But we're all on a one-way trip to oblivion, ladies and gentlemen. And unless you are committed to that curious and curious about how your life is going to like turn out, curious about like how involved do you want to get? How honest do you really want to be? Like, do you really want to face the truth or do you just want to kind of like catch a glimpse at it and turn cheek? And that's not to me- that's not meant to be disrespectful towards anybody where they're at in their own journey. It's meant to be inspirational, motivational, hopefully. And, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, if, if you're into it, you're into it. If not, you know, we'll, we'll see you on the other side. Um, so that's it. That that's that's enough about me. Uh, I feel I feel dumb to be honest with you, talking about myself so much. I was hoping to kind of get my homie on here and kind of do a Q and A, kind of like a self introspective like interview. Um, but you know, it, it, it's tough to kind of get those type of people here. Uh, I guess I have no friends. So if you're listening, thank you. And uh, that's it. Other than that. Uh, we got some a lot of work for the podcast, a lot of work for the brand coming up. Like I said, the pages, these things, the, these things are going to be fun. I'm excited to share. Uh, we're going to have stories uh, with all these characters come coming back uh, in the next week or so. We're going to show you characters, give you backstories. Hopefully, hopefully, if the feedback is there, do a, like a full play, full blown coloring book, if you will. Uh, and and kind of keep it for the all involved, not just uh, kitties or for the adults, but just for the curious, if you will, and kind of get everybody involved. There's going to be more sets coming. Uh, hopefully, do a kids book uh, by the end of summer, in the next month or so. Um, a lot more stuff, a lot more writing. Um, there's going to be a lot more writing from me personally. Um, and again, if you come to the website staycurious.org, uh, there go to the read section, and there's going to be curated content. Uh, which is basically articles that I think are relevant to, you know, fostering your own mental health, your growth, uh, and inspirational, no comments, just sharing. It's kind of like Evernote or Google Keep. Um, and then there's the Curious Chronicles, which are my kind of more, more content-driven uh, and more kind of uh, commentary-driven. Uh, so there'll be a little bit more about me uh, with that. So Looking forward to sharing with you. And again, thank you so much. If you made it this far, we're into, I think, 47 minutes. And uh, apologies if uh, the audio was garbage. I did not anticipate doing a visual show. And we're going to stick to the uh, the audio only and keeping it simple. And um, what else? Other than that, big thanks. Please visit the website, staycurious.org. Oh, so, shameless promo. These. If you want to support this project and you need your little tickle or your little reminder of state, you know, kind of keep asking questions. We got the bands, you know, they got the website on it. It's a simple, simple business card. I don't know if you can see that. Is it horrible? We got decals. A little holographic decal for you. And we got the the simple, the, the thinker. You know, that's the thinker. That's auto. So, again, we're going to have more to come. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, it was fun, and we get used to the audio because we're not going to be doing the visual, not much, not not many times, so enjoy the day. The weekend is coming. <laughs> Ask questions, have fun, go explore, and uh, until next time, have fun. <laughs>